Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 676 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And it's a Jubilee special. I have my Jubilee mug. I have my Jubilee t-shirt on and we are ready to go to celebrate with the Queen her Platinum Jubilee. We'll be looking back at not only the Jubilees gone by, but also talking about the coronation too. G. Martin's going to let us know what it's like to explore some of the royal households which she's done when she's been playing there. David Pell lets us know what it's like to be part of a flotilla, which was part of marking the Diamond Jubilee 10 years ago uh, we will be hearing from bev peg uh, with a song linked to royalty that he has been sharing as part of the jubilee weekend also coming up my mom kathleen forrest has a few words reminiscing about the coronation but also we're hearing from verity cox about uh, the coronation and a uh, very special happening on the 25th the silver jubilee back in 1977 as well as that we'll be having the national anthem barry smith joining us from the black country accordion club as we hear from him and have a natter with his memories too. That's all coming up on the show this week. Well, I remember the coronation. Um, It was a bit overcast in the morning and the people that were organising the street party decided we'd have it in the, uh, the church hall in case it rained, but um, prior to that, in school, we um, we were told about the king dying and only our class, because we were the top class, the younger ones weren't, weren't told. So, um, you know, it's, um, it was rather a strange uh, celebration, really, because we were celebrating the queen, but... Uh, we were also remembering the king, but um, the uh, the coronation day itself, um, it didn't rain in the end. But I do remember that when we uh, we had our lunch, it was the first time I ever had instant whip, butterscotch instant whip, and it um, it was made a bit too runny. So I think that's why I remember it, but I've always loved butterscotch instant whips since. (laughs) Anyway, after lunch, we went out into the street and it didn't rain, so we had um, races up and down the street. And I remember having a a new dress, which I thought was absolutely lovely, with red and white prints all over it, which I was rather proud of. And then in the evening, the lady at the shop opened up her back room and we had um, a man come with a, a drum kit and he played music, well, on drums as, as you do. And um, and I was, I was quite pleased because we was allowed to stop up a little bit later, so it was all very nice. Somebody who is no stranger to playing music for the royal family is, in fact, the Queen of the Keys herself, the one and only Jean Martin. Hello. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm good. I trust we find you well. Yes, I'm extremely well. Loving every minute of the hotel. 
Uh, of course, yes, you were up there in your your uh, boutique hotel in Black. Oh yes, of course. We'll talk more about that in a bit. But meanwhile, you're still uh, <laughs> a Midlands lass at heart, and uh, uh, I mean, you've you've enjoyed several jubilees at home. But you've also, as I say, played for the royal family. First of all, tell us a bit about it, what it's like playing for the royals. Well, it's um, very exciting, really. Um, Princess Anne, uh, the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester. Um, I'm. I played for, um, oh dear, Prince Edward and uh, Sophie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've met other royals, but not at St. James's Palace. Mm-hmm. St. James's Palace is where I go and play regularly for the Not Forgotten Association. And uh, it's, it's, an, it's an experience. It's absolutely wonderful to be there and to actually be in one of the royal houses because you're actually going into, into their own house if you know what I mean. Um, it's to, to go in, there's beautiful furniture and uh, the rooms are, dare I say, palatial. <laughs> <laughs> but the rooms are magnificent and, you know, it's just, you stand there in awe. And you, to me, I just thought, am I really here? In <laughs> the queen, one of the Queen's houses. That was my first thought. But you... Um, you can't just go and knock on the door and say I want to come in. Um, if you're invited to take part in anything like this, you're sent a um, document that you have to fill in and you have to have your passport vetted and make sure you're who you are and not somebody trying to break in. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you pass the security on the door, then, then you see the world that is hidden from a lot of people's eyes. But for me to be able to walk in there and go up the staircase, which had a Christmas, a great big Christmas tree that was about 20 foot high. It was just, you know, I I stood there in amazement looking at this tree. And then you go into the state rooms and the state rooms are just out of this world. And the Queen's throne is at the end of of the room and all the paintings and the uh, the military swords in the green room everything's all green and oh it's beautiful absolutely beautiful and an amazing experience and uh, obviously with the pageantry that takes place around any royal event and everything that's been going on with the the jubilee obviously this year and in the past it, it it's all precision isn't it and 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 that's the exciting oh, part it's pomp circumstance and done to the the absolute second it is. Well, uh, this is why it's. I feel very proud to be British because I don't think there's anywhere else in the world that does the pageantry like like our, our soldiers do. I mean, the, the Grenadier Guards, the hours, that programme on the television showing you how they have to prepare their uniform, mm-hmm. um, you know, that when they did Prince Philip's funeral. The, the hours of, of preparation with shining their shoes and, and making sure their bare skins are, are in position and all lovely and the chains are all polished. There's hours and hours and they go out and march in the early hours of the morning to prepare for something that may be not be happening for hours later. Mm-hmm. But you can imagine when, you know, when it all comes together that it's no wonder we get a lot of visitors particularly when there is something concerning the trooping of the colour or 
particularly today with the Platinum Jubilee. Yeah, well, I mean, and I mean, the British brand is a strong one. And uh, even though people may say, well, why are we spending this money on the monarchy and, and the event? It's actually about showing ourselves off to the world. And it does bring trade into the UK. It does, because they say a lot of international visitors, well, London is heaving with people, apparently. Um, I mean, I'm going to London to do a concert in three weeks. <laughs> I don't think there'll be that many people there when I go, thank goodness, <laughs> but I wouldn't like to be travelling there in t today with all the people. <laughs> but, uh, yes, from all over the world. And, obviously, you've had memories of a few jubilees. Anything stand out for you, whether it be the, uh, the, the silver, gold or diamond? <laughs> well... To me, I think it's just marvellous that we mark these celebrations. Not one that really stands out for me because I just admire the Queen and the fact that she's reached this milestone now at, at whatever age she's... Is she 96? 96, I think it is, yeah. 96, yes, I think she's 96. Um, you know, I, I think of my old dad <laughs> and uh, the things that he was doing at 96. And just see the Queen's still doing all these uh, duties. I know she's not doing so many now, but um, good job she's got support from her family, which Absolutely. is most important. So, obviously, yeah, the Jubilee, a fantastic time of celebration, and uh, I know that you've been seeing that from uh, the other side of things up in your hotel in Blackpool, and, I mean, you've got people in the Midlands coming to visit and staying with you for the weekend, which must be uh, amazing. Where do people find out more about not only you, your music, but also how they can join you in the Blackpool Hotel? How they can join me? Well, uh, you can Google Jean Martin, um, and the minute you Google Jean Martin, the first thing that comes up is the Blackpool Jean Martin Hotel. So that's all they need to look for, because then once you click on that link, it gives you all the rooms. Uh, you can have a look at your rooms. You can decide which room you want to stay in. Um, it features me as a person and what I what I do. In fact, some people have just arrived from Colchester, which is a heck of a way to come from Colchester to here. And... Um, the, the Britain's Got Talent thing, of course, if they don't know about it, it's uh, it's amazing, really, how um, they look at me and, and they they start to talk about music because the two organs are in the in the their lounge and they, uh -huh. oh, you a musician, and then it goes on from there. And uh, so I put on the clip on YouTube on the TV for them. Oh, I'm staying with the celebrity. <laughs> it's all a good bit of fun as well. And uh, long may yeah. you get recognition for that. And of course, the amazing oh, work that you do playing. It's absolutely wonderful. And of course, you're doing the uh, the bingo uh, once a month at the moment with with Rusty and uh, Christopher Biggins and the rest of the gang, Mr. Motivator and all that. And that can be found online too, can't it? Oh, it's great fun, that is. And Linda Lusardi as well. She's the, the poor of, of us. And it, oh, it's hilarious. There's those four and me, and I have to do my music spot. But um, the last the last few weeks we've been doing, um, you have to say three things, and uh, one of them has got to be the truth, but the other three things, you've got to be convincing because they're lies. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it's hilarious because I said to them that I was nominated to do a, a marathon of music. And they didn't think that one was true, and it was because that was how I came to play at the palace. Because uh -huh. I raised I raised five thousand pounds for help for heroes in the British Legion. Oh, brilliant work! And that was some years ago, and that was how well, two thousand and ten, and that was how the Chelsea Pensioners Organisation, which is the Not Forgotten, mm -hmm. found out about me. 
because of the coverage in the press. And that was how I was invited to go and play for their Christmas party at the Palace. Well, you keep up the good work doing that and enjoy your time in the hotel. I'll be up to see you sometime soon. I'm sure I'll be sharing news of that on the wireless when we do. But for now, Jean Martin, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Great to speak to you. Looking back to Jubilees gone by and an amazing pageant on the River Thames, there's been an, a wonderful representation from our area. Ex-chair looking after the President Steam Narrowboat is David Powell, who joins me now. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello, Jason. It's great to talk to you uh, on you know, this special occasion, the, the Platinum Jubilee. Tell us about your part in the pageant. Well, we, we were um, president, the Steam Narrowboat is owned by the Black Country Living Museum. And we were approached uh, nearly two years before the pageant by the Lord Lieutenant of Staffordshire to represent them on the, as one of the thousand boats that went down the river on in June that year, in 2012 and uh, we did a lot of work, got the boats ready, and um, got some good backing from the industries of Staffordshire, and uh, had a great day, yeah. And obviously, to be part of something like that, that was seen globally, it must be uh, amazing to, to be able to look back on those memories and know that you were part of celebrating with the Queen and the Royal Family at an, a, a truly amazing event. I mean, I, I remember seeing it on TV to this day. It was just a, a spectacle. Yes, I, I, it, it was just unbelievable. Um, you know, we were actually in steam and on the water for nearly 18 hours, although you only saw us go past for a few seconds. Mm -hmm. um, but it just flew past. It really did. It was just amazing. All the people on the bridges and uh, on the banks cheering us and waving. Uh, every time we blew the whistle, there was a big mm -hmm. cheer, and it was just terrific. Well, tell us a bit about President, because uh, had it managed to stay steam throughout its entire life, or is there more no. to it? No, President was built in 1909 in Saltley in Birmingham uh, <laughs> for a company called Fellows Morton and Clayton, and they were the premier carriers of the canals, and it ran as a flyboat, which meant it went non-stop service between London and Birmingham and vice versa, and Nottingham and Leicester as well. And... Um, it was steamed to start with, um, but by 1926, obviously diesel engines were invented and it had a diesel engine put in, uh, which reduced the crew needed, the needed to run the boat by two, so it halved the crew. And there it stayed. And in the 1980s, uh, a couple of gentlemen from Staffordshire, one of whom ended up as a deputy Lord Lieutenant, which is why we were approached, uh, he, um, they restored it back to steam. And in the 1981, the Black Country Living Museum purchased it from them, and we've been operating it and looking after it since. And it is now the only restored steam narrowboat in existence. So, so where on earth do you find the replacement steam engine, or, or had it been kept in a shed somewhere? Uh, no, we haven't got an original engine. We've got a, an engine which looks similar to the original, uh, which we found at a dealer down in Kent back uh, in the year 1991, 1999. Uh, up till then, there'd been a, a small engine fitted 
uh, now we've got a fairly hefty engine in there. Because, yeah. I mean, it must be a quite heavy boat, but obviously the water helps it move. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's heavy. It, uh, I mean, the boiler in itself with the water in it is probably about eight tonnes. Uh, the, the steam plant in total is 12 tonnes. So the, uh, that was the other big thing that happened when they took and put a diesel engine in. Of course, they could carry an extra 12 tonnes of cargo. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's quite heavy, but it's, it's, it's a boat. You, you can pull it quite easily with a rope. It's not, <laughs> not a problem. But, but to get the speed to be part of a pageant, then you, you mm -hmm. need that big engine. Yeah. Yeah, well, yes, yes, we, we, the engine works. We tow another boat behind us normally. We didn't on the pageant, but we do have another um, boat, which you, which you can see, but they can't, <laughs> um, called Gildare, which we tow behind us uh, wherever we're out. Yeah. And, and being part of that pageant itself, I mean, uh, was there a dress code for those uh, actually at, at the tiller? There was no dress code, but we, we as friends of president dress as the original crew would have done in 1909, wherever we go. Mm -hmm. So we would have been in um, uh, collarless shirts. We, on the day, we were wearing collarless shirts and waistcoats, flat caps and um, cord trousers. The, the original skipper would have worn white cord trousers, which is not very practical on a steamboat. I can imagine not, no. And yeah. I suppose the, the water itself, though, when you talk about carrying water, you can't just nick some extra water from the canal, though. It's got to actually be fresh water, I'm going to guess. No, we use, we use and we filter the water from the canal ah. where, for the boiler because we, it holds 600 gallons mm -hmm. and um, we would be filling that almost constantly as we go along. So we couldn't carry the water. It would be impossible. And, and were there many steamboats involved in the uh, the pageant itself? There were quite a number of steamboats involved, but there was only one steam narrow boat from the canal system. But as we, one of the big highlights of, of the of the um, day was actually when just before we got to Tower Bridge, um, there were a, a lot of steamboats, steam tugs, uh, seagoing boats, all in steam. As we came through, we all played whistles to each other. And if you, if you do look at the video, you'll see Prince Charles and, and Prince Philip look round to see what's happening because you can actually hear that going on in the background just before we arrived. So getting the attention a... of the royals, we like that. That's absolutely brilliant. But I mean, uh, an, an, an honor, admittedly, but also, I mean, really, an, an honor for the people who saw you to to see you know, for, for a oh, site which you say it, it is the, the the last of its type and you know, the backbone of, of work across the country. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, it's. Um... It is a unique vessel and uh, we, we get a great reaction wherever we go, whether it be the pageant or any event that we go to uh, in the future, we will still get that reaction. Yeah. Where can people go along and meet President for themselves? Um, President, unfortunately, at the moment is laid up because um, just before the pandemic, we uh, every 10 years we have to have the boiler tested and it was tested and um, it failed. So we've, we've been uh, designing and trying to fundraise money for um, a replacement boiler. And then along with the, the pandemic, that has actually caused us a lot of trouble because we, we just haven't uh, got the 
uh, contact to be able to do it. But we're at the stage we're at at the moment, the boat is actually away from the museum, having some repairs done to the hull. The boiler is, uh, has just been finished the design. It's now off for approval. And within the next few months, we'll be building the boiler and installing it over next winter. So next, next season, hopefully, we'll be able to be out and about again. Uh, but it's always, it will be at, back at the Black Country Museum by, by, the, by next year. And where can people go if they want to help with that fundraising and, of course, see more of the work that you do and find out when you are back? Uh, look at the Black Country Museum website and there's a link there to a fundraising page. And also um, we do have a Facebook page for President of Narrowboat and um, I just give him pages. So, yeah. Well, uh, Dave, well, definitely a friend of the President. Thank you for joining us. Come and see us when we get going, Jason. We'll yes. Now, we've been sharing memories of coronation and jubilees gone by for Queen Elizabeth II. Verity Cox joins me now to have a little matter about her thoughts and remembrances. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Now, and how are you? I'm OK and, and, and enjoying the celebrations. And it's great to mark such an occasion, 70 years on the throne for the Queen. Uh, now, but you remember the coronation itself? Yes, quite vaguely, though. Um, I was nine years old. Mm -hmm. Um, and was at a school, a primary school in Kettering in Northamptonshire, which is where I was born. Mm. And we all had to make a scrapbook. And all the scrap and all the scrapbooks were judged. And we were all given, um, those who'd taken part in the competition, were all given a book called Elizabeth Our Queen. Mm -hmm. And it was inscribed from the Thamptonshire County Council Education Department and uh, the, the relevant date. Unfortunately, I haven't got that book at the moment. Right. Because it is appearing in an exhibition of coronation memorabilia at Brumsgrove Library. Well, that's lovely in itself, though, isn't it? <laughs> yes, because um, our daughter is the uh, librarian at Brumsgrove Library. Mm -hmm. And she asked us if we could find any of our memorabilia. And my husband had a coach um, with all the horses, the coronation coach, a miniature version. And uh, he had a book. And I had this book called Elizabeth Our Queen, which was photographs in black and white, of course. Mm -hmm. Been now, that long ago. It was a little while ago. I mean, we are going back 70 years, and I, I can't believe that you, you could have been nine back then, to be fair, looking at you. But, I mean, they say that fantastic memories. And uh, the, the Queen is somebody who, in your work in the Girl Guide, you, you've pledged allegiance to on a number of occasions. Oh, yes, of course. I and mean, she was our patron um, for many, 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 many years. And now it's the Countess of Wessex who is our patron. But, I mean, your, your time in the guides and, of course, uh, in the Midlands now, rather than down, down yes. from almost down south. I mean, what, why, why did you move up here? What caused that? Um, I got married. Mm -hmm. Just as simple as that. <laughs> My husband comes from around here. And uh, when we met, um, in, we met in Jersey, uh, holiday romance. And I was living in Bedford at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to Wolverhampton when we got married in 1967. And I've been here ever since. And obviously you were in Wolverhampton for the Silver Jubilee. And I know there yes. are happy memories for you and your daughter for that one. Yes. Um, our daughter was three, almost four. Um, and she was in a playgroup 
and the um, playgroup decided in their wisdom um, that they were going to have a float. <laughs> so they hired this lorry and decorated the float. I've got some photographs, but they're not very good. And um, they decorated the float with all sorts of um, bits and pieces with all the uh, Union Jacks all around the outside and everything. And all the boys had to have white T-shirts and red shorts and um, red, white and blue socks. And all the girls had to have white T-shirts, red skirts and um, red and white socks. Very patriotic. Oh, yes, extremely so. And they all had blue hats. Mm -hmm. Well, the leader of the playgroup said to me, um, you don't know how to make hats, Verity, do you? <laughs> I said, well, I could probably have a go. And so I made a, um, a template one and took it down. And she said, oh, this is great. She said, can you make 34? <laughs> you got yourself a proper job there. Well, I was working at the time as well. And guides and everything else and looking after the family. Yes, yes. And I, haven't, no, I wasn't with guides then. Oh, right, OK. Um, I didn't get involved in the guides until Nikki was uh, 10. Mm -hmm. So we walked all around the estate with the, with the float yeah. behind. The parents were behind the float. And uh, it poured with rain at one point. Mm. So all the little kiddies got soaked and they all put their cat coats on and their anoraks and everything. So it didn't quite look as good as it would have done if the sun had been shining. But then the, um, well, the street I was living in and the next street adjoining all decided they were going to have a street party. But there was no such thing as road closures in those days. You just, you just, <laughs> you just did it. Yeah. And so, no permissions or risk assessments or anything like that. And we had the um, the school kindly lent us the school grounds. Mm -hmm. um, and we had um, a fancy dress parade and all sorts of games and other things for the children. And then in the evening, we had a, a street party um, where quite a considerable amount of alcohol was consumed. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the Bank, the bank holiday was on a Tuesday. So, of course, we'd all been at work on the Monday and having consumed this amount of alcohol, we all had to go back to work on the Wednesday. <laughs> so it was it was all a bit of a, yes. But we did see the Queen go past, mm -hmm. um, sort of somewhere round about this time of the Silver Jubilee. And she went past by the, um, on the Wolverhampton Road East, by the Blind Institute. Oh, yeah. And I've taken a lovely picture of the back of her head. Okay, you've got some pictures there. I can see them. The, 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 yeah. the radio audience can't. But show, no. show me what we're looking at here. So that's that's the one. Can you see? Higher, that, that is that is definitely the back of the Queen's head. So yes. uh, <laughs> that, uh, this is the problem. Digital photos. You've had another go, wouldn't you? But on the on absolutely, the film, you have to wait yeah. to see. But you have yeah. one of the few rarer pictures yeah. of the of the Queen from behind, which is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a friend of ours was, um, I was there with Nikki, and a friend of ours was um, with us, and he kindly lifted Nikki onto the top of his, onto his shoulders. Yeah. So she actually did see the Queen from the front. <laughs> By the time I got the camera out, I only got her from the back. <laughs> but uh, that's the photograph of the float. Oh, a bit higher up for me. There we go. Oh, I can I can see thistles, and they are there. That, they're, those hats are amazing, and bunting to to boot as well. That is absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah.
And the fancy dress parade, I haven't got the original photograph, um, but that's one where I cut her head off. <laughs> but again, red, white, and blue, and I'm loving the toy yeah. car as well. That is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. That is, if, if it was the back of her head, she would look just like the Queen. She was four in July as we held the party on the 7th of June. Mm -hmm. So she was only little. But uh, Jen, looking forward to this year's uh, celebrations, I take it? Well, we were going to have a street party, mm -hmm. um, but the council um, decided that we could only have part of the street. Yeah. Um, and it was on a hill. Um, Fortunately, not to be there, but still marking the occasion, but probably drinking less than you did in 1977. Uh, yes, still. I think so. You'll but, be happy with uh, a little bit there. Yes, there's a, a church service at the church near us at 12 mm -hmm. o'clock. Mm -hmm. And then there'll be afternoon tea in the church hall, served by me and a few others with cake and tea and cups of tea or coffee. And then um, there's the guides and the brownies and the cubs and the beavers and the local junior school, Springvale, have all done um, projects and paintings and pictures and poems, and they'll all be on display in the church. So which church is that? Uh, the Church of the Most Holy Trinity in Farrington Road, Ettingshill Park, Wolverhampton. So you can see that wonderful work there, and that will be yes. visible throughout the weekend as well? That's on Friday. So, so that's a, yeah. through, through the church will be open on Friday. Until what time? From one o'clock till three, I think. So make sure you get yourself along for that one and check that out. Yeah, and so any of the parents of children have got um, um, photographs and things in the in the church. They'll be very welcome to come along and see their children's work. Well, that sounds absolutely amazing. Verity Cox, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for reminiscing and enjoy your jubilee. Thank you, <laughs> uh, Jason, and enjoy yours too. Thank you. It's thank you very much. Thank you. Now, Barry Smith of the Black Country Accordion Music Club uh, is going to bring us the national anthem in a short while's time in tribute to our monarch. Uh, however, let's first of all not only celebrate the Jubilee, but think back to the coronation itself as well. Uh, and Barry, you're just about old enough to remember all that, aren't you? Yes, I am indeed. How old were you at the time? Come on, give me that to start off with. Uh, not exactly, but uh, about 10, 10, 10 11. All right, OK. I'm 80 now, so it, it, if you be, uh, I'll be 10 or 11. <laughs> Back in the 52, day. 52, 53. Yeah. Now, the fir first recollection, I think, was um, going back to the days when not many people got television and uh, we all wanted to see the coronation, being youngsters. Mm -hmm. And um, one guy down the road had built his own television set. And it was a nine-inch black and white television set. So I think after the neighbourhood, piled into his... Lounge and we we actually saw the coronation. And that must have been an experience in itself because I mean live events had not been seen like this before. This is really oh, the no, start no. of proper TV, isn't it? That's right. That's right. In fact, it was the first person I ever knew had got a telly. There's nobody else that I knew anyway at, at the time had got one, and then it gradually grew after. Then eventually went to colour TV. You know, as you know. Now, obviously, yeah. a nine-inch screen, quite difficult to see. Was there a magnifying glass in front of it as well to make it easier? There was, there was indeed, yeah. I'm going with a couple of straps, yeah. <laughs> but when yeah. when you were watching that, I mean, because to these days, it's, it's multi-camera angles. I should think it was probably only one or two cameras that they had That's in fair. Westminster Abbey. And that must have been, again, an experience seeing that. That's right. There was only a couple of cameras, you know. But it, 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 was, it was great to see. I mean, it was a total novelty to us nowadays, you know. Yeah. 
and looking through them, we, we've got jubilees uh, over the years. And ha- have you been able to play accordion at any events? Has that has that happened for for jubilees in the past? I have done it at all folk parties, and that, but not not really jubilees. You know, um, to be quite honest, Jason, I've always been working. You know, out out playing at other events, not necessarily linked to jubilees and that sort of thing. I mean, I used to do seven nights a week. Um, I was out playing. I, one of, one of, whilst I was earning good money, it was one of, it, one of my disappointments in life because I never saw my own two children go. I see more of them now than I ever saw when they were young. Mm. But there, there were, obviously, work is one of the things that you have to do to support the family and, and give them what they need. And, you know, they're, they're, it, 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 you have to remember that they wouldn't be the people they are now if you hadn't been able to do that. Well, indeed. I mean, I've always had two hats. I've got a building business in the daytime and finished, have a meal and then I'd be out playing and I wouldn't be back till the early hours sometimes, you know. And in the very, very early days, I used to do a nightclub one night a week after. I'd finish the job in Birmingham and then I'd go and do a nightclub. Wouldn't get back till three and four in the morning. I'd still be on the job early in the morning <laughs> building. <laughs> yeah. The things you could do yeah. when you were a lot younger, I can't do that sort of stuff yeah. now. I'm, I'm... Yeah. I've DJed until one in the morning, then gone to the day job, uh, and in the past, yeah. but I was in my twenties. It was easy then. Yeah, quite. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, I've always, I've always been, um, from a distance. I've always been in touch with, with the royal family one, uh, one way or another. Various mm. events of, um, I think, most of the royal family: uh, William, Princess Anne, Charles, and uh, I've all attended various events we've played. I remember, I remember distinctly because I, I work in uh, I've been working in the three pieces you probably know for years, mm-hmm. and um, cut cut the long story short, we we did the Royal Welsh Show for years, which was all always attended by one of the royal family, but the, the hundred we did the hundredth anniversary, and during the week I think William came on the Monday, Princess Anne came on the Tuesday. <laughs> Charles was on the Wednesday, final day with the Queen. Well, their sort of uh, where they did all their speeches wasn't far from where we were playing. And we were playing away and one of the Royal Equities came over and he said, would you mind um, not playing for them uh, a little bit? He said, uh, Her Majesty is going to, to do a little speech. So we're the only band in the country by royal appointment to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But I'm sure there was no complaints about the rest of the music. It was absolutely a wonderful sound then as it is now. And again, you, you, uh, you've you got a passion for playing that uh, it, I think is unrivaled. But uh, with the work that you do in the Black Country uh, Accordion uh, you know, Music Group, uh, you know, you, you've got uh, a club of people there who just all love playing their instruments. And uh, Oh, indeed, yeah. We've got some very good, very good members, you know, some some very nice people, you know, who made some good friends, and that's how I like to try and keep it a nice, friendly, warm, welcoming club. And when we have our club concerts, like normally, we have a guest artist on the fourth Monday of the month, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe Public can come like as well, like you know, if there's a new face, I always make a point of making them welcome and. And, you know, it, it, it's the way it works, you know. Yeah, well, that sounds yeah. good to me. How do people find the Black Country Accordion Music Club? Most of our nights are held at the Rowley's Disability Centre, mm-hmm. which is in Rowley Village. The road is actually Rowley Village. Um, the first Monday of the month is a social night where anybody with any instrument can come. Obviously, the principal interest is the accordions, but we have guitars, organists, keyboard players, all sorts. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's the first Monday of the month. The third Monday of the month is the Black Country Accordion at our little club band. Yeah. Uh, rehearse for various th- events. And then um, the fourth Monday, as I say, is the formal concert. I mean, we've had, I've had people from all over the world. I've had the key duo from uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. In fact, while the war is going on, they're still keeping in touch with me. Um, they did an online concert about a fortnight ago and they sent me the link. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody in the audience, so great big theatre, all, all, all the works, lightings and everything there. But no audience, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, uh, not, not safe to put any more people there. But uh, yeah. uh, music hopefully helping them through their difficult times and certainly uh, music as a wonderful celebration uh, of life and in this case, 70 years of the Queen being on the throne. Uh, so uh, yeah. you have a wonderful time throughout the Jubilee. We're going to hear you play the national anthem now. Meanwhile, though, where do people find out more information uh, about the Black Country Accordion Club? They can get in touch with me, accordions2010 at hotmail.co.uk. Okay. So, according to 2010, okay. hotmail.co.uk, and uh, you can find out more about the club, the nights, and how to get involved. And if you have an accordion, or as we've heard, other instruments are available too, you can get involved. Barry Smith, thank you for joining us. Okay, pleasure. <laughs> Somebody who's been in the world of music for probably more years than he cares to remember is Bev Pegg. He's been producing some fine, fine work for mm, decades. One of those tracks is Awake Ye All, which has got a very special royal connection. He joins me now to tell me more about it. Hello, sir. Hello. So, well, first of all, give us the background to the track that you've been sharing over the Jubilee. Well, all it is, um, I going back to the mid-70s, about 75, 76, uh, I got a little studio in Kinber and uh, we were doing various recordings. It was only basic, you know, and producing a few LPs, which are quite valuable today if you look at the Rare Record Guide. Mm-hmm. Um, not for the musical content, but for the, the rarity, you know. Um, but uh, I decided that on the one side of an album, we'd do a little folk opera type thing. And it was a bit of a send up, really, you know, all around the sort of royal show at Kenilworth, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... I wrote about oh, a dozen or so different songs and linked them all together, and we had a narration in the middle, and and it was a bit of fun, really. And one of those songs was, uh, you know, about when the villagers were due to wake up and set all the stalls up for the royal show the next morning. And actually, this morning, I got up ready to go to Hagley Playing Fields, where we've got a big do- jubilee do, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was humming it to myself in the show, and I thought, good grief, that's quite appropriate for today. So I thought, right, I'll do a quick video of it. So uh, I, I got on the computer for an hour and, you know, did a video, edited and put a picture to it and stuck it on the, on there, you know, for just to, to uh, what can I say, a tribute to our Queen, as it were, you know. Absolutely, and it's it's a, a bit of fun and uh, yeah, the chance to have a bit of a sing-song and uh, I mean, the Jubilee is all about everyone coming together and, uh, and exactly the sort of thing you'd expect at this sort of fair. 
That's right, yeah. I mean, I, I never even gave it a thought until I got them this morning, you know, because I was thinking, oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the do, and then that's how it all <laughs> happened, you know. <laughs> and what memories have you got of Jubilees gone past? Because uh, I just about remember the Silver Jubilee myself, but I was only about, what, five at the time? Well, I'm 80 now, so I was at the original, uh, you know, when she became queen. I remember when I was a little kid at primary school being taken to uh, Old Hill Council House and the mayor and that were on the balcony. So I, I remember all that well, actually, Jason. Sad to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, okay, what was that like then, experiencing the coronation celebrations? Because the street parties were the thing, and we, we weren't too far after the war back then. Well, that's right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, you know, I was, I mean, I was born in 1941, you know, so I was a war baby. So, uh, you know, I was about 10 or 11 when, when all this started, you know. And when you then come to the Silver Jubilee, you would be at the point, were you, were you able to join in and maybe be performing at any gigs back then? I don't think I did, no. I, I didn't know. We actually, in fact, we were on holiday then. It was. Uh, you having a relaxing time, which is nice. You got to celebrate a Jubilee without having to work. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I'd have played somewhere, I'd have probably taken the edge off it for people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be like that, Come, we love your work. So, I mean, what is uh, what have you been doing this time around? So, obviously, the first day saw the trooping of the colour and, and you were out uh, in in the park enjoying the, the, the community aspect of things. Uh, much planned for you over the weekend? Uh, well, yes, we've got um, uh, people down the road from us. We live in a sort of cul-de-sac and there's a few bad oh, dozen houses, I should think, all together. Uh, somebody down the bottom of the road has planned uh, that we have a street party on Sunday, but I gather it's going to pee down with rain, so uh, I don't know whether, what the weather's like going to be like. We're just fingers crossed for that one, you know. Hope for the best. But then again, uh, rain didn't spoil the celebrations for the Diamond Jubilee, and I'm sure uh, we, we're British, we're used to this sort of thing. We can cope, can't we? Well, that's it. Yeah, we just put out under axon, don't we, and... Uh... And go go with it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that really strikes you about the, this this time of celebration? So it, it, it's lovely, and I mean, it's some, it's something that I think I, I, you know. I, I've never been that bothered about the, the royalty and all that sort of thing. I never even thought about it. You know, I just accepted it. And, but I, I think days like this makes you feel proud to be British in a way. You know. And obviously we've got uh, you know, a, a wonderful pageant uh, ahead of us as we head through the weekend and everyone having a, a great time coming together. Street parties, fingers crossed, weather allowing will be absolutely brilliant. So we're going to take a listen to the track and uh, we'll, we'll enjoy this. But uh, where do people find out the, about the rest of your music? Uh, uh, rather than uh, hunting down these old vinyls from the 70s, is it something we can find yeah, online well, these this, days? This, I mean, this record, I've only got one copy on myself. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's why they rated about 200 quid on the rare record guide, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but I, I've done, um, I've, got a, I've got a few uh, CD copies of it, you know. But to be honest, Jason, uh, the reproduction isn't that great. It was done on very basic equipment. So... I wouldn't like to sort of say I'm at you know bite and you'll have a great time listening to <laughs> all of it. Uh, it it's, a, it's just a moment in time that we did and one of the songs fitted with today. So uh, you know if somebody's desperate, some some collector is desperate and they're not bothered about the quality of the recording, I've got a two or three CDs copies of it, you know, uh, and which which are possibly listed listed on eBay. If they're not, they can contact me through my website, you know. 
just put Beth Peg into Google and the website comes up. You know. It will be there. Well, Beth, always good to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. We must get you thanks, to, thanks, to, to, to do something in the studio for us at some point as well. We'll see if we can we can get you along in the not-too-distant future. Well, that'll be lovely. That'll be lovely. Well, I mean, I've got a few years... Uh, experience to talk about. I've been playing guitar and singing since 1957, so there we are. <laughs> Thanks, okay, Cheers. Drop it down. Many thanks. Bye-bye. Anyway, let's get on with the story, shall we? Forsooth, before you can say, how's your lordship, it was the next I'll morning, and all the village was getting ready for the call and the misty sun on the rise. Villagers, there is work for all awake. Please open thine eyes. Awake, 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 we say. Prepare ye well those things to sell on this our royal day. On this our royal day. On this our royal day. All servants we shall be on this our royal day. Well, that's your lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.